Yeah. All right. Want to get into it? Surely. Surely. Nothing. This is the same opening credits. Yeah, it. Uh, I, w- I was struggling this week, you know, uh, watching this show, trying to find something new about it. I, this might be a tough one. I went into it like that. I saw the card from uh, the last week's notes about when it was going to show me what's what's going on this mm-hmm. week, and then you know we have the opening credits. Tornado and Sid are still gone, so I think they're gone, gone. I don't yeah. think we're going to see them again. Nope. Uh, we're once again in Syracuse. At the Onondaga. Onondaga. War Memorial. Yes. Um, and they go through what's on this week's show. We got LOD, LOD. Papa Shango, Boss mm-hmm. Man, Natural Disasters. And I was like, last week's show was so good. Yes, it was. It was a really good show. And here we are with like this card. And I was, I was, I was like you, dude. I was like, this is <laughs> going to be a slog. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this at all. Yeah. But we're in time for Dairy Month. Oh, yay. Just in time. Just in time. I put that in caps after you mentioned that. Like, I never noticed that, yeah, everything is just in time. Everything. Just Like, they were going to miss it. (laughs) (laughs) What the f*** is Dairy Month? Just in time. Yes. Oh, we just did it. Just made it. Thank God. And they didn't just make it. They recorded this, like, four weeks ago. Exactly. There was no danger of missing it. You recorded it last month. (laughs) They're still in Syracuse. So this is week four in Syracuse. You have to figure if they are recording this in time with everything, which you would think they would do, especially with some of the storylines, the crowd's got to be getting pretty tired at this point because they've seen a good three hours of wrestling. Yeah, we we get conned into one of these shows ourselves and mm-hmm. we're like, wow, by our, we're like, it's four hours and we still haven't seen any of the matches they promised us. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It, it was, it's a slog. Yeah. I, I remember wondering if we should let, we should leave. Yeah. Because we, we didn't know it was a taping. And we pretty much had seen, you know, everyone we had come to see, just not necessarily in the matches that they had advertised. Yeah. It was really weird. Like, I know we talked about going to this show before, but I don't remember if we talked about the advertised card was only three matches. Yes. And we were really wondering if it was worth the trip just to go see three matches, but we were young and stupid yeah. and decided to do it. <laughs> Could do anything at that point. Yeah. It's like, why, why do homework and practice yeah. and stuff when we can go and waste <laughs> six hours in a car and God knows how long for three matches. But yeah. meanwhile, it ended up being a four-hour event. I was close enough, you know, at, at one point to to drive at five o'clock in the morning to Punxsutawney just to see somebody hold up a golfer. <laughs> yeah, it's to see someone talk to a rodent. Yeah, exactly. to predict the weather. To predict the weather in the middle of February. 
what we got in the dairy puns? Oh, we, uh, I, I have to give credit to perfect. Cause he, he, I mean, he, I don't know if he's writing these or if Vince is like writing them and telling him to say them, but we had a, we had quite a few good ones. Good, good dad jokes on this one. We had not always the cream that rises to the top. Uh, don't skim over last week talking about the ultimate wears, uh, goo interview. Um, uh, <laughs> And the evil goo that uncontrollably, uh, I, I love how they like throw these superlatives in there. Like this is like the, the strangest thing that's ever happened. They laughed about, he begged and pleaded for help from the little warriors and he hasn't milked that one enough. And my personal favorite, <laughs> personal favorite was, Milking the little warriors. Yes. He was milking the little warriors, but it, it, it led to utter, destruction yes utter destruction i, I appreciate the closed caption guy actually writing utter <laughs> the correct way the correct way uh, good 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 that's how i wrote it on my on my notes here utter yeah, destruction. That's, that's exactly it and uh in under two minutes we got our first match and it's uh well they go over who's in there and we already covered that lod yes. papa shango boss man and the disasters are who they advertise yes. at the top of the show mm-hmm. two minutes nine seconds in and what a rush it's lod what a rush with ellering with oh god ellering and lod are totally in character they come <laughs> out like eyes ahead mad as hell you know like someone's gonna die they they yeah they got the look coming to the ring down pat like well i mean the, the the beverly brothers are laying on thick with the, with the sissy angle the sissies yeah they 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 tease that again um so they are they are so uh pissed about that now the crowd's going nuts and we, we don't know what order they shot this thing in yeah do you think the crowd reaction let's say it is the end of the night because this mm-hmm. has got to be the last week we're here this is four weeks yes. already uh, the crowd's totally into it and they've already seen LOD once, if I recall. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they pull reaction shots from different times. They like this, to. the reaction shot is, I'm paused here at two minutes and 15 seconds in, and there is mm-hmm. like a woman going absolutely ape. Yeah. There's no guarantee that she's actually even looking at LOD. Yeah, that's true. This could be a cutaway from who knows where. This could have been the warrior coming out, and they just used that cutaway. Yeah. Uh, or this is the first time they came out with the cutaway of the crowd. Um, we don't really know, but let's pretend it's four hours in the crowd. It really is still into it because they are going nuts. I mean, the Syracuse, New York, baby. They love their wrestling. <laughs> and, and they're Legion of Doom. Yeah, somebody's going to die because they're, they're coming in real strong. And those somebodies are Red Tights, Cato yeah. and Rich Mitchell. Yes. Yeah, so Cato, as I believe we had mentioned before, is Paul Diamond, who is a kind of a, a pretty well-known name. Uh, Rich Mitchell, on the other hand, is not. <laughs> Rich Mitchell has three matches to his name, all within the WWF and all losses. Mm, so we're seeing like vintage. We're yes. like, this, is a, this is rare. It is. It is. But here's the thing, though, because I thought it would be, you know, with Cato kind of being a somewhat known name, I figured it would be another one of these, you know, uh, uh, Killer Bees or um, uh, who's the dude that we saw last week? Um, it was kind of the, the known name. I can't remember, but, you know, he was kind of buff and he didn't take a lot of bumps. He, he got his shots in and then he tagged in somebody else. Jim Powers. Um, Jim Powers. That's who it was. Um yeah, and uh, and whoever their tag team partner was would take the fall. This one, it's they both took bumps. 
I'm pretty sure that they needed Cato to bounce around. Yeah. Like, I don't think Rich Mitchell, who's like some hairy backed fat dude, is going to be able to fly around as well as Cato is because Cato is the one that's running and Mm -hmm. taking a lot of the making the LOD look like a million bucks. Yeah. And I don't think Rich Mitchell's able to fly around like Cato is. Uh, Animal is. He's a fast dude. I mean, he doesn't do a lot because he'll probably get winded real quick. But when he does, he's pretty explosive. He jumps over Kato, pro- almost standing. Yes. Yeah, and they, I think they made note of that. The commentary uh, um, talked about his, his ability to jump like that, which was pretty impressive. The animal r- runs the ropes, power slams him. Like, he, he does really super explosive. Perfect feeding the su- sissy angle with the Beverly Brothers. Uh, I don't know. Is that the MacGuffin for this thing? That's the thing that's causing them to be so mad at each other, the sissy angle? I, I guess. it's. I mean, they, they, they were running out of angles at this point. So, you know, call them sissies and to paint up their uh, their their opponents uh, with face paint and stuff and put the LOS on there. Uh, that, w- that was the angle right now, There was, which was not a, you know – a heavy angle, but it worked for the time. I mean, everybody's got a little bit of a MacGuffin, the thing that they're mad about and chasing after. Like, yeah. Sarge gets electrocuted. That's why he's mad. Yes. Bulldog gets hung. That's why he's mad. Yeah. LOD's called sissies. <laughs> that's yeah, why that's they're the, mad. That's why they're mad. Exactly. Cato gets tossed back into the ring by Animal through the second rope. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> Hawk goes to clothesline him back out of the ring, and Cato, I don't think, was ready to go take that bump because he's really trying to force himself over the top. Yeah. And then Animal clotheslines him again off again, the floor. On the, on the floor, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. We get the picture-in-picture picture of the Beverly Brothers and Fredo Macho. Yeah, who who I, I hate this when they do this. They're, they've had a couple of good... Uh, promos but when they just do like like one line for for one of them and another line and then and then fredo comes in and goes and that goes for you too ellery like what the hell is this this is at least at least the third time (laughs) it's like they just gave up on their promos at that point it's just like we're just gonna call you sissies and genius is gonna agree with us (laughs) and the genius he just pops in this the at least a third time, maybe yeah. even a fourth if there was a Sean Mooney one, yeah. where all the genius does is wait for the end and goes, and that goes for you too, Ellery. <laughs> That's it. That's all he does. That's all he does. And it, the promo is a little bit different. You got the one Beverly who could talk and the other dude with the mustache. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which one's which, honestly. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> like Beverly one and two. Yes. I don't know which one's Bo and Blake, right? Uh, which one's Siegfried and which one's Roy? That's really what they are. They really should have gone with the magic gimmick. They could have had so much fun with that. Like oh, one disappears have. and one reappears in the ring. I mean, if you're going to dress like a magician. And then there's a white lion. He mauls yeah. everybody. Uh. At the end of the match, he pulls a rabbit out of his tights. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're halfway there with the outfit. Yes, that's what that was. Okay. By the time we're back with the picture in picture, it's like we're we're done because Rich Mitchell's about to take the doomsday device. Mm-hmm. Did you see how much Hawk had to earn this one? Like I don't know if Animal's ribbing him, but he is so far back away <laughs> from that ring post that Hawk has to like fly almost three quarters of the way, and he barely reaches him with yeah, just hits him. Basically, hits him with his wrist because that's <laughs> that's about all that he was able to get to him. Because I think Hawk's like, yeah, try to get him from here. Yeah, this is that's probably because they've done it so many times. Now they're just messing with each other. <laughs> yeah, great. 
look, these, these matches are boring. I got to like entertain myself. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to hold this dude basically in row three and you're going to try to hit him <laughs> from the top rope. Let's see what happens. <laughs> During this match, we get uh, Vince mentioning that LOD gets their power from Ica Pro. Yes. Uh, I noticed that. I had, and he actually explained what Ica Pro was. I noticed that. I didn't know it meant anything. I didn't know it meant anything either. <laughs> Icopro was being pushed, and I was like, I've heard Icopro for years. I've heard that term and never knew what it meant. It's the integrated conditioning program. There you go. Integrated conditioning. Okay. Yes. Icopro. Icopro. The I from integrated, C and O, I guess, from conditioning. Co O. And program uh, gets three letters. So each word gets one more letter. Yes. So you get <laughs> one, you got integrated gets the I. Just the I. Conditioning gets two letters. It gets Ooh. the C O. And pro gets three letters. It gets. Pro is awesome. Program. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I didn't know it meant anything. It's like, oh my god, it means something. And then, yeah, they did a uh, close up of the logo, and they actually say it in the logo. I just never oh, noticed the bar under Icapro says Integrated Conditioning Program. Stared at that forever. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there was one still up at WrestleMania 15 when we went to go see that show. Yeah, yeah. But I never noticed it. Wow. Yeah, we got Icapro, and they take it, and that's what makes them big. Yes, exactly. LOD will be at the WBF Fitness Expo. Oh, I'm sure they will. Everybody's going to be there. <laughs> no, that I mean, that basically with LOD there, there'll be two people there. <laughs> Nobody went to the WBF. I cannot wait a few more weeks until this push is over. It's over because it's going to close. This is it. Yeah, we never hear about the WBF again, ever, 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 ever. <laughs> We're out of there. It's time for update from the pages of, of WWF magazine. Yes. Mean Gene coming to us. The same WrestleMania 8 issue. And if this is the fourth week, we should be getting a new WWF magazine next time. Oh, good, good, good. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, it is Mean Gene and his vagina pattern tie. <laughs> look at this thing. It's got... Oh, goodness. So he did change his tie. Now, the last week he had the same exact tie mm-hmm. uh, that he had been wearing. Uh, which look like a bunch of eyes just staring at you. This is five minutes, 30 seconds. This might, I mean, it could be eyes. Yeah. Maybe I'm just seeing it differently. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's definitely eyes there. Like we, we don't even get into the update from the pages of WWF magazine before Mean Gene and his vagina pattern tire shilling the WBF magazine, which is on sale Tuesday. I saw, I thought it was on sale Tuesday last week. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, he he's got to be a week off. He he recorded these uh, uh, right in a row. I'm guessing. If I really was that interested, I'd go back and see if he said next Tuesday. Yeah, and this is this Tuesday. I don't know, but we're seeing the WBF championships and let's see what we got here. There, right, here it comes. Yeah, go- there's from the pages of the WWF magazine. There he is. Yeah, that's the same tie. It's the eye tie. Yeah, it's the eye. You're calling tie. that the eye tie? We'll call it the eye tie. tie. You can call it the vagina tie. tie. It's gonna be the, <laughs> eye, the eye of the vagina. It is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's the same tie, man. He he hasn't changed it for three weeks now. Oh my god! Well, probably because he recorded all these on the same afternoon. Yeah. Uh, gets in the Papa Shango's hold on the warrior. Yes. Oh my God. Even Mean Gene is skeptical about this whole situation. You know, you could say the one week that that Ultimate Warrior just had some bad stomach pains, uh, mm-hmm. but after last week, 
we 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 just don't know. We have never seen anything like this before in the WWF. I love how they're still skeptical. Like, I, you got the stomach ache. I can buy into like, all right, you just got sick. Meanwhile, the voodoo priest is out there yeah. like, cursing him. But fine, maybe it's a coincidence. Yes. But, you know, the hair goo coming down and oh, they're like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it could, it could be, be something could, else. Yeah. Like, something else that leads to too much hair. coming from someone's head. Too much hair gel? I don't know. Could be. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad that they recapped everything because we get the clip of the post nasty boy thing oh, and he loves with the that. tummy ache. Yeah. And the best line was was done again where Vince is like, maybe he has appendicitis. <laughs> it's like, it's a curse. It's a curse. Are you paying attention? It's a curse. He <laughs> put a curse on him, big man. He's the smartest guy in the room right now. He Everybody is. else is playing dumb. <laughs> It's like, I don't know. Maybe he had some bad beef before he came out. McMahon, it's a a voodoo priest. He's been cursed. Why is Papa Shango standing on the step doing a funny dance? (laughs) Shouldn't he be helping the ultimate warrior? No, he's cursing him, McMahon. (laughs) What part of this don't you understand? How hard is it? Uh, we get the soup Linda Blair exorcist clip, which yeah. is always fun. I didn't notice they also lit the room green to make it look even sicker. Oh, yes, of course. It, that was not fair. And I've seen this clip for like 30 years, and I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally get the clip of the hair goo interview. Yes, he goes to the interview, and then he starts oozing down his face. Gene was there. He was there, yes. but they got new cutaways of the crowd. When we saw it live, like the crowd probably couldn't see much of it definitely couldn't see the goo and the warrior doesn't say or sell anything he's doing yeah he gets goo all over him and then screams warriors yeah with his hand up and if i'm in the crowd i'm like yeah warriors right yeah. i don't think he's hurt or, or anything i don't see the goo yeah there's no tron so the crowd's not seeing it but this no. this time they changed the crowd reaction react like they're silent and stunned there, it actually looked like it was like right at the beginning. Like they looked like they were cheering, and then they, you know, they come down because they, you know, based on the 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 crowd cut there, it looked like they could have seen what was going on. It was like, oh, this is not good. That's all horseshit because yeah. that didn't happen <laughs> last no. time. So they 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 edited in the reaction. I saw the Royal Rumble live where Sid dumped Hulk. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was um, pro Sid. Oh, yeah. Because they were getting tired of Hulk. Gorilla Monsoon says something on commentary. And then when they replayed it the next week on Superstars, they had a totally different cut of the crowd reaction, booing Sid. So they had shots of people booing. And Gorilla Monsoon redid the commentary. It was a totally different commentary. He's like, oh, he dumps him like a thief in the night, sneaking behind him. And that's not what he was saying there. So, yeah, they kind of like retweaks things in this era to kind of change the, change uh, the, narrative. the narrative if it wasn't yeah. sold uh, in real life. The way that they wanted to, to come across. Got it. I didn't notice that uh, Warrior's always been covering up a wrist tattoo. Oh. Like when he's doing the hair goo thing, he's in that, um, his members only jacket. Yes. <laughs> the jacket that he never he never ever wears a jacket. Why would he wear a jacket? Oh, because it's got the goo in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not quite as taped up and he has like some kind of wrist tattoo going on. I never noticed. I know eventually he gets a tattoo of himself on his arm, but I never yeah. noticed the wrist one. Yeah. Yeah. Gene's talking spells and we're, we're already off. <laughs>
We're in our third segment already. We are. We head into uh, Papa Shango. Yeah. Uh, Kama Papa, the good godfather Shango. Kama Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he is facing, well, I don't know if he's actually facing, we'll, we'll call it facing, uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Breger. Yes. Um, who's got pretty much nothing. Brian Breger has uh, five matches to his credit. This was one of them. Really? They counted this? And it, well, and it ended in a draw. So this is the one match that he doesn't lose. <laughs> He doesn't lose. It doesn't really get started. Right? Yes, because it never st- starts. They just called it a draw. Yeah, I don't know if the bell even rings, but um, Papa Shango <laughs> uh, gets into like this pre-match incantation. Mm-hmm. We get the lights going out, which is not something that was done a lot. No, not in this age. I remember that being like a big ECW thing, but I don't remember the blackout yeah. too much in WWF world. Yeah, uh, Undertaker even didn't get the lights out for still a, few, a couple years. Yeah. Ryan somehow in darkness is rendered unconscious and his feet spontaneously combust. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's feet hey. catches on fire. Yes, he does. I I also appreciate the screams when the lights go out. There were a lot of I don't know if they were pumped in screams or those were just screams from the audience, but there were a lot of screams going on there. I don't know if the reaction shots that they're going to are of little kids because they're genuinely the ones that are probably scared of this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of like the little third graders with their eyes like really big and scared of the skull man. Yeah. I remember hating this character. I remember thinking it was stupid. Hating, I was not, not hating him because he was bad, but just hating him because he was stupid. Yeah, hating him for all the wrong reasons. Like gotcha. this character is just so, so cartoony out there. Yeah. That, um, and I didn't mind the cartoony characters. I just didn't mind. I wasn't crazy about them at this level where they're fighting the warriors and the Hogan's and the, and the machos, mm-hmm. you know, stay on the undercard and, and fight the, <laughs> fight the Mounties and the repo people. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they, they gave him the quick push because, you know, we lost Sid, um, which was the, you know, he was the, uh, the adversary for the ultimate warrior there for a little while. And then when he was gone, they needed somebody quick and, I'm guessing, you know, in this day and age, the the voodoo character was gaining a lot of buzz. So that was that was the way they wanted to go with that. Yeah, they, I think he, yeah they did, they did kind of slot him in there. How mm-hmm. cool would it be? It would probably be a terrible match with two people who should never be on a microphone. <laughs> but how cool would have Sid Warrior have been? Oh yeah, I mean, he got two super jacked up guys who barely can wrestle yes, exactly. and, uh, and should never talk. Yeah. I mean, I like the concept of it. It probably would have been a total nightmare. Yeah, certainly. Hey, we got goo. He's got goo. He's got his feet on fire and he's got goo. He does. He got the he goo does. on his, on his face. Yeah. I like how they put his feet out. Like there's somebody ready for spontaneous wrestler combustion <laughs> sitting on the side, just in case a wrestler goes up in flames. I was trying to, um, I was trying to look at the boots, like to see, like how how did they just like bright the, light the rubber on fire, or was there something? There's usually gel, some kind of flammable gel. Yeah, okay. They didn't show like they didn't show the bottom of the shoe. They just showed they showed it from the upper angle, so you saw like the whole boot and then the flame coming from the bottom of the boot. You never saw the actual uh, bottom of the boot. One of the cooler things is they light it while it's dark. So the only light source is his flaming feet. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the lights go up and you see that the, the wrestler's on fire. <laughs> yeah, he's on fire. You're not going to get body slammed, but we're going to light you on fire. So. 
Uh, for a non-match, it actually lasts pretty long for a match in this era. It's almost four minutes, and we're mm-hmm. into Sean Mooney in the event center. Yeah. Who warns that kids uh, <laughs> do not use combustible voodoo curses or wrestling moves <laughs> on others. It's like, yes. please don't light your friends on fire. Please, this, this, do not try this at home. Oh, and then we're like, we have to suffer a uh, Tatanka promo. Now, here's the thing. I, I didn't write this one down, but the, the, the comment that I made about the Tatanka promo was it was not badly worded, but it was badly presented. He just he couldn't talk. He couldn't speaking from a from a, a choral atmosphere. He couldn't phrase it properly. Right. It just it felt so weird and so not natural the way that he was saying it. Yeah, there's a difference between reading the script and performing the part. Yes. And he's reading a script. Yeah. And I thought that, like, if so that's why I didn't write it down, because, like, it, it, it didn't sound like it, it could have been a good interview or it could have been a good promo if he just presented it well. But he just presented it really badly. Well, I got closed captioning up. Let's see if I can rock this. Yeah. Stay here. I came to the WWF to represent my people, to be fair and competitive in the ring. But Rick Martel, you will not let me do that. You sprayed arrogance in my eyes, but that's okay. I overcame that. But then you mocked my people. You stole my horse shit. You, oh, there we go. We're catching up. I'm faster than the closed caption. Uh, that my eagles that were handed down by my great-grandfather, but now you're taking the eagle's feather and you wear them in your hat. You're mocking me even more. You're mocking my heritage even more. Well, Rick Martell, have your fun because when we meet in the ring, your fun will end. End. And get back what's rightfully mine. I'm quicker than the closed caption, but there, yeah, there's, there's definitely words there. Yeah, it's, it's it. not a bad, it's not badly worded. It's just when he does it, it's badly just presented. It's awful. Yeah, I mean, he could have just gone up there and go, like, give him back my shit. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. You suck. Get my shit out of your hat. Give my, give my shit back. Give my shit back. <laughs> <laughs> It does. Here's a character. You want to talk about me not liking the Papa Shango character in this era. I hated Repo Man. Yeah. Oh, Repo Man was awful. And here's the thing that annoys the hell out of me. This is the same exact promo from a few weeks ago. Almost word for word. I wanted to go back and look at it. But I was like, did they just rerun the same promo? They have took half of it. Yeah. Because he's talking about how, you know, people don't like him st- taking their stuff. Stealing stuff, but I love it. Yeah. And then they threw the bulldog stuff. Exactly. But it was all the same stuff. You know what makes it worse? This is Smash from freaking Demolition. Yeah. That were awesome. They've killed Demolition because they killed Crush. They killed Smash. Where's Axe? Axe couldn't wrestle around this time because apparently he was having heart problems. Oh. And that's why they put Crush in, kind of like, all right, well, we'll, we'll throw this dude in because Axe can't really work. But look, this is Smash from Demolition. Yeah, yeah. This guy was a total badass. Yeah. Like, beat Andre the Giant yeah. for the championship. <laughs> and now he's Repo Man. Yeah. This sucks. It does suck. He's not even that good at it. We should have been watching two years of LOD versus Demolition. Oh, easily. Throw the other wannabe LOD people, like the Powers of Pain, in there. Yeah. And that's what it, you could have been watching that. No, I got to watch like high energy. Yes. Yeah. And it sucks. <laughs> this is me off repo, man. This makes me so mad. Calm down there. 
Sergeant Slaughter, um, Bob Bradley, um, at one point in his, his, his career, he has several uh, uh, matches to his name, but I thought this was interesting. At one time, he, he uh, tagged with Tag Team Royalty. I'm speaking another of Barry Horowitz. <laughs> he looks like a dude who was a guy, like he's in better shape. Yeah, yeah. Not only Barry Horowitz, but he also tagged with another tag team uh, royalty who I had completely forgotten about, Iron Mike Sharp. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are these are guys who are like real jobber guys, like yeah. probably real trainers or probably guys who could have had a career if they were just a little better at something. Exactly. He definitely looks like a guy who could have been a guy. Yeah, he had uh, several matches between 1983 and 1998. So he was wrestling for quite a while, but no wins. Oh, not a oh. single win amongst them. So he was a he was a red tight for life. Vincent Perfect are talking about the Mountie, so they're further in that story. You mm-hmm. got some patriotic fans saluting Sarge. There is an 18 year old in the crowd, <laughs> acting like she met a teen heartthrob. <laughs> for Sergeant Slaughter, for yeah, she she gets to like give him a high five or something, and she acts like she just got kissed by whoever like the hottest. Uh, Rick Rude, Rick Rude was there. <laughs> <laughs> she is going crazy. She's wearing a purple macho shirt. She's in there 17 minutes, about 26 seconds in. Yeah, and I'm like, why is she going like so crazy for like some dude who looks like your dad? Yeah, like like. Sarge never looked young. No, no, he he had he hasn't changed uh, his age in in years. I haven't seen him recently. Even late nineties, he didn't look too much different. Lost a little weight. That was about it. Crowds into him. Yeah, and this was like the most hated man in wrestling twelve months ago. It's amazing how you can turn it around once you start chanting USA. Vince is talking to WBF and Ica Pro. He care less about this match. He's really trying to get this thing moving. So I did a little bit of research because we talked about the the um, the Mountie, the picture picture Mountie, and and um, Jimmy Hart mm-hmm. uh, just because. Um, <laughs> So I figured I had to do a little bit of research because we've been talking about this for a little while. So because uh, they they're they're touting this this um, uh, shock stick at 80,000 volts. Yes. Did you research how much it would take to kill? Him? I, did. I, did too. <laughs> I did. I did the exact same thing. What did you come up with? Well, this is this is some of the stuff that I found out. So a police taser mm-hmm. tops out at 50,000 volts. But. By the time it reaches your skin, it's only about 1,200 volts. Okay. So I was like, all right. So, you know, this is uh, above that. Um, 100 volts can kill a dog. Nice. <laughs> uh, most sites, most of the sites that I went to say that about 20,000 volts can kill you, but you can survive. That's, that's, so they were very kind of vague with that. But I would I would think that eighty thousand volts and you're looking at heart attack city. Yeah, there, I got into this like there's a whole community of people who debate the electricity <laughs> killing potency. Yes, so it's not the volts, it's the currents, man. It's got it, <laughs> and then you know it started going over my head. But yeah, I, I, I was seeing like even fifty is bad. Like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't. Don't mess with. It. No. So you got this thing that's eighty thousand volts, but the Mountie's not allowed to use it. No. He's Meanwhile, just, you got the berserker who's allowed to stab people with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> but don't. Yes, that's perfectly all right. Okay. You, you got a good guy with a nightstick, 
He's allowed to use that all he wants. You can yes. beat someone's head in. You got mm-hmm. a guy who will put a snake on you. <laughs> yes. A, a cobra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but um, no, he's not allowed to use this. It's, it's funny where they have the, the line drawn. And, and Paling's just is is just fine. <laughs> uh, Bradley gets the three shots in, and Sarge gets to take over. Yes. Uh, the match ends with, uh, I'm going to call it the GI Bill because we have the million dollar dream. <laughs> <laughs> we have the fifty yes. cent nap that Virgil uses. Nap. <laughs> Yes, we do. And here we, I'm going to call this one the GI Bill because we got three guys using the same finisher on the same show. Yeah. I mean, not in the same broadcast, but this has been the same show. We've seen all three moves, which are exactly the same finisher. Oh, um, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't change too much. So I thought it was just like, hey, I touched a superstar and that's why she's kind of giddy. When this yeah. match ends, they cut back to that very same like 18-year-old fam. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, with her big glasses. And she's going crazy again for Sarge. Yeah. She is so happy. This has got to be like her uncle. Like yeah. Sergeant Slaughter has to be like, <laughs> oh, that, that's Uncle Sarge. Yeah, she's Yay. in the family. Because yeah. there's no way she's hot for Sarge. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't see it. He's dreamy. <laughs> He's not, though. Yeah. I mean, look at that chin. Look at that big chin. <laughs> If Jay Leno had a child with the Michigan man, <laughs> you would get Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, uh, Sarge cannot move around, but everything he does looks like it could hurt you. Oh, yeah. Because he's a big dude, man. You got an overthill wrestler, and you got a cartoon character just filling time. But they both they have, both have a story. Yeah. Like the Mounties, for some reason, after Sarge, because, you know, he's a Mountie. Yeah. And Sarge has a beef with him because he got electrocuted. They got Ooh. a story. There is a there there there's a t- there's a timeline there that we can follow, and there's going to be interest. It might not be the most compelling story, but it's definitely a story. It gives it gives both of them purpose. Yeah, and there's a lot of wrestling right now where you have people wrestling for zero reason, no reason. They're just in the in the ring, and there's no real feud. Exactly. Hey, WBF ad Ooh. followed up. Ooh. Yeah, look at look at yeah. the people. Oh, yeah. Oh, pumping man. each other. They're they're pumping away. <laughs> there's a lot. There's there's one shot of um one of them from like they they do like the giant shot. Yeah. Where it's like you know underneath them. I was like, I really don't need to see that angle. Yeah. It's the grade A <laughs> beef one. There it is. Oh no. Uh, uh, never show that angle again. <laughs> yeah hey june 13th is uh is. the end of the line for the wbf and we are at may 30th so, oh, so uh, the end is the so, end is near the end is near winter we'll coming. never hear about it again yeah only two more episodes we have to put through this yes bobby hina is going to debut a guest poser <laughs> lex luger yes that no more appropriate termina- terminology there a guest poser <laughs> Yeah. You're not a real bodybuilder. No, you're a poser. <laughs> we got our A segment already. And we're yeah. 20 minutes in. We're in segment eight, and the model's coming to the ring with, uh, you know, Tatanka's bullshit. Yeah, he's got his he's got his eagle feathers, which are so, so important to Tatanka. Yeah, to Tatanka. it's fashion, man. He's got these trends setting. 
He is trendsetting. He is, uh, he's facing Jim Powers. Red tight royalty right there. Yeah, I mean, he, well, he wasn't red tight. He, he has become red tight. And I was, and, you know, based off of his match last week, I was like, this could be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, of course, Jim Powers gets in uh, some pretty good offense. He does. You know, they, they, have a, they have a fairly good match here. Yeah. Martel does a good job at, at, at being the heel, just kind of making fun of him and, and doing his stick. You know, mm-hmm. for as bad as his gimmick is, uh, he he definitely walks the walk on that one. Uh, yeah, Vincent's talking the WB uh, drug free competition. Oh, is it now? <laughs> yes, uh, and I kind of resent the picture in picture that they use because uh, Powers and Martel they can go. They're they're putting on a good match. Oh yeah, and the more I think about it, Powers has most of the offense in this. He just he makes one false move towards the end. And then Martel just throws him in the Boston crowd. Yes. So much of this, these matches, you have maybe a, a superstar that cannot really wrestle, but has a good gimmick and a good char- charisma. And you get a good red tight with that guy so he can show him off. Mm-hmm. So you got, mm-hmm. you know, some dude who can't move around. So you put in like a Kato who can, can bounce around for him. Yeah. Uh, and then other times you got like a good star who can show off and you, you have a schlubby red tight because it really doesn't matter. The, the, yeah. good, the good star can wrestle with anybody. Sure. But here you have two decent dudes yeah. at the same time. So with a pitcher, a pitcher came out and like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. Let me at least see this match because this one's actually going to be yeah. good. We got a couple of near falls by Powers. Yeah. Basically teasing a win like it could be an upset. Got a good sunset flip in there. Yeah. But you're right. Most missed drop kick, and that was and that was what put the Boston Crab on. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he got away with it, which makes Martel look great because you know he's snuck in a win. He's always yeah. he's always about to lose, but he somehow manages to turn it around, and that's why he, that's another reason to hate him. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, he got it's away just, with it again. Like he's sneaky like that. Powers is better than half the talent I've seen in, on this card. Like Powers. Yeah. I don't know what his problem was. Was he too small? Was he a bad talker? Because he should have had a career. He should have had some sort of gimmick going on at this point. Besides flapping his arms and wearing sequins. Yeah, he had like the he had like the Paul Orndorff jacket. Yeah, and he has the the uh, reaction when they call his name like the Sand People from Star Wars. Like, yeah, he's got that move going. That's all. He, that's all he's got. Immediately, we're back in the event center. <laughs> yes, and we get a, a nasty boy promo with, for some reason, Jimmy Hart. Yes, yes, Jimmy Hart, just because. Once again, and they mention it again. Uh, um, they do a little promo in there. Like most of the promo is based on high energy. So now we've got a feud going with them. So good. Both of those teams have something going on. Mm-hmm. But if you catch it, there's a little thing about uh, a promo about the titles in there and how they're going to get back to the top. Right. And we failed to mention that the top is Money Inc. right now, who is also managed by Jimmy Hart. And he's just sitting there agreeing with him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're going to win the titles one day. (laughs) And if I was Money Inc., I'd be like, what the hell, man? (laughs) And also, if I was uh, Nasty Boys, I'd be like, when am I getting the title shot against these guys? You're you're their agent. Yeah. Come on. Work a deal. Can we have a match? (laughs) that's how easy it is it does it makes no sense the nasties really are really good with their gimmick like yes. they really don't need jimmy hart because they could talk for themselves i know just bad guys had managers back then yeah, yeah. but uh speaking of which where's martel's manager he should have like some kind of he should babe on the side or oh yeah that would be that would make sense or um rico the guy who was with billy and chuck yeah yeah several yeah. years later like a dude like him 
like a fashion dude. Yeah, that would have made sense. But they don't. But, you know, they're calling out high energy and Owen, and they, they call uh, Coco Big Bird. Yes. <laughs> Which is funny because he's like four foot two. That's awesome. <laughs> but they got all their – they got their whole thing. You're going to Nastyville. We, I mean, they got their whole speech down. They, they, they don't need promo help. They know their act real well. Yes, they're good at it. Uh, and then we got an Undertaker promo. It's a little dark. Yeah. He, uh, well, of course, it's a promo against a berserker because that's his his main feud right now. But th- this is the only time I've ever heard him say, rest in hell. I wrote that down. I was like, rest in hell. Yeah. Like, Forget peace. He tried yeah. to stab me with a sword. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're done. The hell. You're getting hell. You're getting hell. No peace for you. Yeah, we're just having a match. And you, got, you had to go and try to stab me. Like, yeah, we're going to have a match. We're going to go out to, to uh, the ground round <laughs> afterwards. And then you had to pull this shit. So um, rest in hell, dude. Rest in hell. Screw you. Yeah. And for a set, you know, that's kind of a bigger deal on a Saturday morning cartoon program. But it is. You did have the match made in heaven, match made in hell uh, a year earlier or so. So I guess mm. I guess hell's OK. Hell's okay right now. But this still gets a higher rating than Raw does right now. It's TV 14, not TV PG. Yeah. So very interesting. You live by the sword and die by the sword, as he yes. says. And then the music going out of the event center was just absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to recreate it for like our, our mid segments or something like that. <laughs> just so we can, you know, we can deal with that. <laughs> We have an ad for Crunch Classic Video. And I got to say, I was the kind of kid who would go to Blockbuster and rent these like oh, yeah. non-pay-per-view kind of mismatch. I would rent those. I'd get them all the time. Yeah. It was kind of like a behind the scenes, uh, uh, you know, thing that you could, you, so you could call yourself an insider. Yeah, it really was. Like, like this is the, the only glimpse behind the curtain you're ever going to get. And you felt like you were getting something that other people didn't know. Yes. And in the, uh, the Crunch Classic was hosted by Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. They were saying there was a, a feature on Piper, which is, uh, he was basically just announcing at this point. Yeah. The Natural Disasters are coming out against Red Tights Mike Fury. And for the 32nd time in the <laughs> seven weeks we've been doing this show, Dwayne Gill. Yes. Our friend Dwayne Gill and Mike Fury. Mike Fury, who uh, in the future would become Big Guido. Oh, yeah. In the FBI. Yes, that is Big Guido. He looked like a dude who could become a dude. Yeah, he's a full-blooded Italians. Big Guido, that was him. And he and he likes going by Big Guido. No kidding. All right. And the man who will be Gilbert. So they both kind of went somewhere after this. Perfect planting the seeds of the disasters are dumber than Marnie Incorporated. <laughs> and uh, I think I understand why. It's like you got these guys who are a million pounds. Yeah. Doesn't look like you can defeat them. But if Perfect can plant the idea into the audience's brain, they can be beaten by smarts. Yes, then it gives credibility to money incorporated. Like, yeah, they can beat these guys, even though the, like any one of them outweighs all of them. Yeah. And they, and money Inc. like they, they played that part too, because they, they looked like, you know, the couple of times that we've seen them in action, they look like a smart team. Like they look like they can work together really well. They both, they both look like a million bucks when they're, you know, fighting against red tights. So it it was definitely a believable angle. Yeah, we got a picture and picture of them. We got a picture and picture of Money Inc. and uh, Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. Just because. Again, just because for some reason. Jimmy Hart, yeah. Who, who uh, doesn't speak. And that made me think about almost everybody that Jimmy Hart manages right now 
are great talkers. Mm -hmm. Like the nasties have their gimmick down. They don't need Jimmy Hart to talk. The Mountie is annoying on it. Just let him go. Yeah. Just let him say I'm the Mountie 7,000 times and people will hate him. (laughs) Yeah. Money Inc. Don't need anybody to talk for him. No. Like DiBiase was always great on, on the mic. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, who's he managing that he actually needs to be a mouthpiece for? Um, they're just giving him a job right now. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Ted DiBiase is acting like something's happened between him and the disasters already. And I was like, well, when did, when did they flip the titles? And it's not, it's not anywhere near this date. No. So, like, nothing's really happened between them unless it's on the house show loop. But this uh, promo makes it sound like something was just happening between them as far as the titles went. But yeah, uh, nope. Cut yeah. back to Earthquake pounding on Mike Fury. Yes. Typhoon, man. I, he, he actually is good. Yeah, he can move. He suplexes people everywhere. He suplexed poor Gilbert. He's in the ring. Yeah. Suplexes Gilbert with such a snap that Gilbert flies outside the ring <laughs> onto the ground. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. That was my move of the night. I was like, first of all, since one could Typhoon do a suplex, two, he snaps him so quick that he flies out of the ring. <laughs> That's awesome. You got to give some credit to Gilbert there too. So. Yeah. I don't even know how you fake that. Like once you're in motion, how do you keep on flying? Yeah. Unless he really throws you that hard. Yeah. Typhoon can move. Look at him go. Boom. Yeah. Typhoon and Earthquake crush Fury in the corner like a couple times. Yeah, they do the, the, the sandwich move. That's what I like to call that one. Gil tries to help, but uh, he gets what it has to be like 75% of the natural disaster's offense, which is throw a guy into the ropes mm-hmm. and have him bounce off of you. He <laughs> <laughs> like, throws him in the ropes, and then he just – they don't even do anything. They just stand there, and the guy bounces off of him unconscious. Fury's just being thrown around the ring. <laughs> he is. Power slam and earthquake sits on Fury, followed by the big splash, which I thought was a great combo. Yeah. Sometimes when they mix two singles guys finishers together, it doesn't work. But this is great. Like one guy sits on him. Yeah. And then the other guy splashes him for the pin. That's that's a good combination. And it makes sense with their gimmick. Yes. Yeah. It makes like, sense with their gimmick. Earthquake first, typhoon happens after that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a natural disaster. Exactly. It, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. How about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I dig it. Uh, Boss Man is next with uh, yes. Red Tight Dave Roulet. Yes. So I feel like this segment is what the entire show was based on. Yeah. Like everything else was just filler up until this point. So this was this was the spot that they, and and you you kind of it's in the sweet spot too. It's at mm-hmm. about you know. Uh, just over 30 minutes in so you know just kind of warmed up with everything so here we go we got boss man versus dave roulette dave roulette's got two matches to his name this being one of them i I can believe that because he looks like the dude who played richard jewel in the richard jewel movie (laughs) (laughs) he is there's in shape and a shape he is yes he is a shape i think after match two he's like yeah i'm not cut out for this (laughs) boss man rockets in so quick i think he's like people talk about how fast a warrior runs down to the ring boss man is so much faster Mm -hmm. yeah and the crowd is crazy so super over i don't remember the boss man being this over but everybody is going nuts for him yeah they love him at this point uh dave roulette he looks like a guy i used to play bass in a cover band i was in 
<laughs> Dave Roulette and the Moonshiners. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There he goes. So he's right in there with his nightstick. Yeah. He's ready to go. He doesn't do as many heel moves as the last time we saw the boss man, where like no. his entire offense is basically illegal. Mm-hmm. No 911, or, you know, that goofy move where he drapes him over the rope and then oh, walks his leg over. 911. That's what it should be called. Yeah. It should have been, but the 619 wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Um, I like his Fred Flintstone punch. Uh, the swinging arm uppercut. Yeah, like they call it. Fred used to bowl like that. Yes, he also has the the side breaker, as I like to call it, which looks like a, <laughs> a back breaker, but he drops him on his side. Yeah. That's so a side breaker. Vincent Perfect teased that the bossman has to be like looking over his shoulder for the convict. <laughs> Best pin of the night where he just like places his hand on him. Yep. The pin him. He's like, yep. yep, yep. I've seen the one finger. This is almost better. This is just like, you just, <laughs> you just lie there. You're, just, you're not getting up. Yes. So, and we, and here it comes, dude. Finally, after weeks of speculation. Uh, now, now, here's the thing. They cut to him way too quick. Yeah. Because the, the camera cuts to him like they knew he was coming. Yes. Because they see him, they, you see him come in through the crowd. You know, in, in this day and age, uh, you know, I recall like when, um, like when Adam Cole made his his in-ring debut in NXT, it was just like all of a sudden he was in the ring. That's what they should have done with this this character. They should not have followed him in through the crowd because it was it was it was so oh you could tell like it was so uh, uh they were so ready for it. Like here he comes. It's a good like five seconds. Yeah. Uh, of him walk, running into the ring and Vince going, who is that? Oh, that must be him. That must be him. That must be the convict, you know, before he even gets to the boss man. Yeah, the only way that shot works is if it was done on the hard cam side and you see him coming in because the, the hard cam captures yes. all that space. You can't cut yeah. to the side of the arena for no reason other than to see this guy that you didn't know was coming. So, yeah, I, I exactly. totally get that. Or you just do the last two seconds of him jumping over. If you want to say that he came in through the, through the crowd, yeah. just have him jump over the, the fir- you know, first row, over the thing. Your camera can catch that because it's right there. But, yeah, you're totally right. It does make a lick of sense that camera two was ready for yeah. <laughs> the guy camera to run in from the ready. popcorn stand. Exactly. Exactly. I especially appreciate the gigantic numbers on the back of his shirt as if to say, this must be a convict. Yeah. Got like a DOC. I didn't know what DOC was when I was this young. So I'm like, why is he doc? Why is he doc? I was I thought it was. I thought his name was Doc, and they're like, "Here's nails." I'm like, "Then what's up with Doc?" And his number was too close to nine hundred two one zero for this time period. Yes. (laughs) Like I was expecting the theme song to start playing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 902714. It's like Beverly Hills adjacent. Yeah, I don't remember numbers being that giant on a convict uh, uh, outfit. No seen too many but at least you know from movies they were never that large yeah nails grabs bossman's uh, nightstick starts wailing on bossman's head neck and stomach mm-hmm. so he violates his parole and is immediately taken back to prison and the <laughs> angle ends right there I mean, that was it uh, no no dom that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's actually not what happened all right well then after that we get the knee to the face and then nails handcuffs the bossman and starts hitting the bossman with the nightstick again which happens to be uh Bossman's old heel gimmick, which I kind of dug yeah. because he's using the same move the Bossman used to use on people when he was a bad guy. <laughs> yes, of course. So maybe Nails has a point. 
Yeah. Like he's acting like the boss man used to act. So I, there's an extra layer of storytelling there. But after that, obviously, mm-hmm. he is broken parole. <laughs> he is immediately arrested and taken back to prison. No, no, okay. that, that, that's not what happens. Um, because he's in a wrestling ring, so everything's okay. <laughs> Nails unlocks the boss man, mm-hmm. cuffs him from behind, and mm-hmm. chokes and smacks and kicks him. Yes. So at, at this point, he's definitely violated parole. Um, <laughs> and he's going uh, back to jail. Uh, um, no. <laughs> All right. So the officials come down trying to make the save, and they can't get to him because Nails is threatening their lives with the nice stick. <laughs> so he's obviously broken parole. I, I, I see where you're it, going with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't – I I – I guess it, within the WWF, the WWF is like Vegas. You know, what happens in the WWF stays in the WWF. You know, we can have people trying to impale other people. We can people have people setting people on fire. This is totally okay. No, no parole has been broken here. This is such a big angle. It bleeds into the next segment where uh, Perfect says the boss man's beat down because it was here is legal. <laughs> Like, where is the suspension of all law <laughs> come into play in, our, in the WWF? So you give away all your legal rights whatsoever. If you're in the, and if this is the case, why in a championship match does the challenger just not shoot the guy with the belt, <laughs> take the belt and leave because everything's legal? It's like the purge. Yeah. The wrestling ring is the purge. For these three minutes of this match, no crime can be punished. He's perfectly fine doing this. This is the worst overdub ADR in the history of ADR. Because <laughs> as he's beating up the boss man, you get like his robo voice dubbed in. Yes. Take that, boss man, or whatever he was saying. Like, <laughs> how do you like that, boss man? But it sounds like that gravelly fake voice Yeah. Uh, yeah. is overdubbed on top of this broadcast yeah look and he's threatening people outside the ring with the nightstick yeah the crowd (laughs) who apparently also give away their rights it's a giant purge go to a wwf event in this time period and it's a purge (laughs) you want to kill the guy next to you it's cool it's legal it's all good as long as you're legal inside these these ropes here you can do it or the crowd. Apparently, you can you can threaten the crowd and get away with it. So the crowd must be immune too. Like you could, if you want ringside seats, just kill the dude. It's cool. Yeah, it's all good. You can take a seat because yeah, it's it's all legal. Bring a sword. <laughs> uh, Bossman sells us being stretched out. Great. Like every time mm-hmm. he's moved, he acts like his ribs are broken, and every move that they they twist and, and put him on the stretcher. Every time he has to move a little. He's like screaming in pain. He sells it great. He's like all covered with phlegm and stuff. It's pretty nasty. Despite the ridiculousness of the angle, it's, it's pretty cool. It's like a yeah. This is a great story. Well, as I said, this was this was the money shot for this episode. This is what they were waiting for. Like most time was spent on this. That was a good long beatdown that Nails gives him too. And this is going for what are we at here? It's ten minutes. The segment's about ten minutes long, which is a fourth of the show. Yeah, that's a good portion of the show right there. Yeah, it's really cool. They still haven't named them. We don't have nails yet. No. Look, as a, a fellow person who lost his hair too young, <laughs> when you're this when you're going this bald, just get rid of it. Yeah. You look stupid. Yeah. This was this was in a time period before the the go, the just shaving it off was was cool. The comb over was still a thing in the oh, early so 90s. Bad. Like yeah. it really hurts nails over here because he looks yeah. totally ridiculous. He looks like your social studies teacher. Just gotten really angry. 
Oh, well, how does he have a key to the handcuffs? So, that's, that's a good question. I was wondering that too. They play that up. And if he had that, why didn't he just get out of jail earlier? <laughs> like, if he had the keys. Like, I've got the keys. I can go. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was in his stuff when he made parole. Here are your clothes, which you're not going to wear because you want to look like a convict. And here's a key to the handcuffs that you're going to need later. What, what's his story there? Like he gets out of jail. He's like, no, I'm, ta- I'm taking the outfit back, man. I want it's, that. It, it's a, I, I'm going to own it. I'm a convict. I'm going to own it. I'm not going to put the civilian yeah. clothes back on. People are going to know I'm a people, convict. Yeah, people are going to know. I'm taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> so goofy. Yeah. But awesome. Yeah. Hoss, hoss, man. Yeah, we get into uh, our next segment here, which is the Berserker versus Glenn Ruth, a.k.a. Thrasher. You got his last name. I couldn't hear it. Like, they were talking all over it. It wasn't even in the closed caption. Is Glenn who? Glenn Ruth, which is, he's Thrasher from, from um, uh, the Headbangers. Oh, yeah, we had him before. We have seen him before. And uh, another tidbit of information I just found out about him. Uh, he has my birthday. Really? Yeah, me and Thrasher hanging out on July 13th. So for red tights, I mean, we, we call them red tights because they're there just to get beat. But we've had, yeah. we've had a bunch of people who've actually made it. We had Jimmy Powers who should have. Yeah, well, he, I think he was uh, before this. He was, he was, he was, so he's like a vet. Ladies. Yes. He's on his, uh, he's on his farewell run. Yeah. Just putting people over. Okay. Exactly. So you, got him. you have Jim Bronzel. Yeah. Uh, oh, on this show, we got big Weedo. Yeah. And you got a guy who'd be a headbanger. Yeah. Now we got Thrasher. All right. Three Asher. Not bad. Still wearing the same exact tights. So he's got one pair, <laughs> he's got one pair. <laughs> at this point. He's got one pair of tights. He boots him before the bell. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, hard chops, Hogan leg drop, which I still can't believe they let him use. Why not? He's the berserker. Uh, he just adds a husk to it, and and it's something different. I think this match is just there to give them time to talk about the boss man. What's happened to him? It doesn't really feed into the Undertaker too much. No, no. Here's another character I really wasn't crazy about at the time. No, but uh, the idea that he just dumps him out and just count. I don't even want to pin him. Just I'm dumping him out. <laughs> and just count him out. I mean, it's, it's it's definitely inventive for red tights, but you can't really use it in a in a championship match. Someone mentioned that. Like, how's he ever going to win a title? Like, yeah. I remember someone saying that somewhere down the line. Yep. It was like, well, that's not going to help him with anything. Oh, he tries to hit him with this kick when he's tied up in the ropes. Does mm-hmm. not does not look effective. <laughs> yeah, things in the ropes are tricky because it always looks bouncy, like there's been some kind of absorption of the blow. Yeah, I mean the six on nine gets away with it because he actually hits the dude's face and knocks him off of the ropes. But yeah. anytime you use the ropes, it looks like there was something that kind of took the power out of it. Yeah, the second the second kick that he gives him, it just looks like he pushes him back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, throws him out of the ring, and. Wins by countout. And then we're uh, 13th segment, and we get a friggin' crush promo. Oh, my God. I did write this one down. It's a short one, though. <laughs> it's a short one, because I was ready for it. I was like, all right, here comes a crush promo. I better get my... my uh, uh, dictaphone. My stenographer. Yeah, my dictaphone on. Uh, so when your name is Crush, and you eat guys like the Mountie or the Model for lunch, what do you have for breakfast? 
a simple short stack. And then he points at crushed cars, which, okay, so you're eating cars for breakfast? Yeah, and if he ate them for lunch, why is he eating breakfast after lunch? I don't know. It, it just didn't make any sense <laughs> like, to me. And once again, he's back in the junkyard in his tights. Like, <laughs> like what people, are you doing? <laughs> people don't want to get out of their outfit. The, the jail dude is like, no, I'm staying in this. I'm comfy. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Prison, prison's been awful, but they're, their clothes are so comfortable. They're, they're, they're owning their gimmicks right now. Like they're he should have just gimmicks. opened a, a convict version of Athleta <laughs> and been like, here, there's nothing more comfortable than, than prison garb. Yes. And you'll be seen. Orange is the new black. <laughs> uh, we then go into a Sergeant Slaughter promo. Who says he's not the Mountie? Yes. I'm not the Mountie. I'm not the Mountie. Well, we got that because, well, you know what? For for this time period, that's a good promo against the Mountie because everybody's so goddamn annoyed at him saying that he is the Mountie. Yes. So guess what? I'm not the Mountie. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> that's all you need to say. This promo is awfully fantastic because yeah. he's mad he wasn't killed. <laughs> he's like, he's actually angry at the Mountie for not killing him. Yeah. He's like, dude, you should have killed me because now, now I have to go and beat you up. You know, it yeah. just would have been easier on both of us if you just would have just killed me. <laughs> should have finished me off because it would have been legal. Yeah. Well, you know. why is it? Wait a minute. Time out. <laughs> why is this electrocution like the shot stick is totally illegal? The nightstick beatdown is one hundred percent legal. <laughs> Maybe the Canadian law is different i think he's held to a higher standard in canada well as they all are i mean especially if you're from edmonton uh i i think if he just turns the voltage down a little bit maybe yeah you know bring it down to bring it down to 40 maybe 30 you know you still give him a good jolt and and you'll be fine (laughs) you'll be fine i'd still be scared of something that had thirty thousand watts in it thirty thousand volts maybe you could turn it into like a massage tool yeah there you go Ooh. (laughs) exactly maybe you could get two of them and at the end of the match he just attaches them to their temple and he gives them a full (laughs) like a lobotomy yay then they don't remember who they are. Then they start following the Monty like they're like his his zombie minions. Oh, I love it. Yeah, they they totally forget it ever happened, so they can't press charges. Yeah. Did, did the Monty zap you? No, man. I don't no, I can't <laughs> remember. I have no idea what you're talking about. Zap. We get a Brett promo. I am now counting the excellence of execution. Five. Four. Five. five. I five. counted four. Oh, I missed one. Yeah. There we go. Finally calls out Sean. So I thought it was going to be a generic promo, but it's not. No, it had the, the Sean Michaels. He tags promo him in there. He All right. And we're done. Again, we're ending with the event center. And we talked about yeah. last week. I guess it made sense in the uh, era of the live show that you end with. And here's your live show. Go see it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to tune in next week. Cause that wasn't as important as get out there and give us some money. Yeah. There was no more, you know, it, it, we were far from the, the era of ending in chaos. Yeah, because now the TV rights are more important. So you want you want people tuning into the TV show so you can sell SmackDown the Fox for a billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. But that wasn't the case here. Sometimes they're apparently they're paying stations to carry this a kind of like infomercial style. So, you know, the bread and butter was like, this is a way to get you to buy the magazine to go buy the, the videotape to go buy you know the tickets to the event if it swings by yeah so 
but you didn't see anybody else really do this in the live event business, right? You never saw like the Harlem Globetrotters weekly show or the Circus weekly show or Disney on Ice presents its weekly show. No. Um, but uh, for some reason, professional wrestling kind of like did that kind of tweening between, you know, you're watching a show on television, but you're also watching a commercial for a live event. Yeah, we're done. Final thoughts. Um, I think I said it before, but I feel like this show was just a lot of filler around the big boss man segment. That would, that was the bread and butter for this show. Um, you know, that, that sets him nice up with feud. And I'm thinking through, you know, all the feuds that are going on right now. And there's a lot of, you know, everybody's kind of got their thing going on now for a little while. There was, there was a few, uh, um, you know, underlying uh, wrestlers that had nothing, but now it seems like almost everybody that's been featured in some way in the last six or seven weeks that we've been watching this has something now going on with them. Now that the big boss man has nails um, that um, for a little while, the nasty boys didn't have anything, but now they've got high energy, right? You've got, and then all the other ones, all the bigger ones that are going on, like the ultimate warrior and Papa Shango, you've got undertaker and berserker. You've got flair macho, flair macho. You've got uh, money Inc. And, and natural disasters and you know everybody's got something right right now and i just feel like wow that the 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 package that they are creating for whatever they're building for just is awesome like i would want to watch this today yeah because there's stories with all of them we are probably let's see it's may 30th so it's almost june Mm -hmm. we have to get through june july and most of August before we'll actually see any of this in a pay-per-view. And it'll be interesting to see how many of these feuds can last the three months it's going to take to get to SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or if by that point, the house shows taking care of these feuds and we're doing new stuff for SummerSlam. So we'll wait and see. I think, I think we're going to have to do a culmination episode. Yes where we, we watch the pay-per-view that hits or else we're going to have a big gap in the story here. Certainly. Certainly. So you got to have the payoff. You got to have the, have the payoff. Exactly. Or else what yeah. are you watching? Exactly. <laughs> Without it, it's just like basically a gif. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very good. Yeah. Overall, I wasn't into it, but I think the nail thing really delivered. Mm-hmm. And even the, the, Red tight matches were actually pretty good. You had a lot of good red tights yeah. on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, nails, fire feet. We had uh, typhoon suplexing. So there's a lot of stuff. Fire feet. Come on. <laughs> guy fire caught, feet. The guy called fire. For, for, since he only has two matches to his name, I think that's what he should legally t- change his name to. Fire, fire feet. Fire feet. Yeah. <laughs> so like I would meet that dude and be like, hey, fire feet. So what's your best match? Best match. I like the LOD. I thought they, they you know, the crowd was into it. Um, they had a lot of really good moves. They, they kept it quick paced. Um, uh, the red tights they were against made them look like a million bucks. So definitely enjoyed that. Plus, I was a big fan of LOD. It, it was tough for me. There were so many good moments. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Typhoon suplexing Dwayne Gill from the ring to the floor. <laughs> like, 
first of all, he's a big dude. Yeah. I didn't even know he could suplex anybody. And he does it quick. It is a snap and a half. And then Gil just flies right out of the ring. Yep. That was cool. That was my that was my move of the day. But the best match for me was uh, the model versus Powers. Like, yeah. there was a real match going on. Yeah. Like, Powers did a great job as of making you think that there was going to be an upset. And that only that doesn't diminish the model because he's supposed to yeah. just barely sneak by and you're pissed off that he did like, Oh, he, he keeps on getting away with it. He's a weasel. He's a weasel. And it works yeah. yeah, because he's not even there to wrestle. He's there to look good. And I don't even know why he's in the ring. And even <laughs> when he does his promos about beating somebody, he's talking about, yeah, no, I don't really want to beat you. I just want to steal your feathers. So I look better. And I'm, you know, I got a modeling gig over here. It's like wrestling such an afterthought, but he keeps on winning. It's, <laughs> it's a great gimmick. And yeah, we're talking about how bad Tito does with yeah. his, with the matador. He was not into it. And they're both stupid gimmicks, Yeah, but the model works and Tito just can't get into his. No. Um, yeah, so and my red title of the week had to be Jim Powers because of that. He just put on a great match. That was mine as well. Sweet. We are totally on the same page, this whole thing. This whole episode is going to cut together. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. I'm there yeah. with you. It's like I, we need more people to accuse <laughs> us of being the same people anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting together the first episode vocally, I'm like, am I talking or is Sam? <laughs> We we both stutter in the exact same way, by the way. Oh shoot, that's not. I know good. we have the same friggin' accent, <laughs> almost at the same same pitch. Uh, I'm gonna have to like talk with a different cadence. I know. Next yeah. week we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my voice is somewhere around an A flat usually. You just pick it up. <laughs> All right. We get next week. We get a Papa Shango interview. Yeah, oh, that should be fun. Will it be in verse? I'm sure it will. There will be rivers of, of blood and there will be uh, dead rising from the grave. I can almost imagine. Uh, we get Bret Hart. Yeah, we get to see a belt person besides, yeah. the, besides the tag team. You know what? I haven't noticed if they've alternated. If um, we always see one belt. Mm-hmm. Do we, when there's a tag team champion, do we not see the Intercontinental belt? Or if there's the Intercontinental champion, do we not see the tag belt? I, wonder I don't if think they, so. I think it's, it's been, because this is only the, I want to say the second time we're seeing, next week will be the second time we see Hitman. And I think we've seen Money, Inc. three times? Two or three times? I think times that's the third time we see the Hitman, yeah. but this might, oh. we've seen Money Incorporated a lot. Yeah. This might be the fourth yeah. time we've seen them because they've been trading wins. Like, yeah. I think I've seen IRS win two. I think I've seen mm-hmm. DiBiase win at least one or two. Yeah. Um, and we got Crush. Yeah, we got we got <laughs> Crush coming out. Oh, God. And the Beverly Brothers, which... Um, yes. My surprise tag team that I actually like. Cause I do like them. Yeah. I mean, they're good in the ring. They just need a tiger. They, oh, God. I wish they would do it. just pull the trigger <laughs> on the magic gimmick. Pull the trigger on the magic gimmick please there's someone who could actually use jimmy hart because you got one beverly who can talk and the other beverly really can't uh and the genius is awful <laughs> so the genius just the genius just agrees with them does a horrible poetry in the ring and yeah that's pretty much it but we'll get crushed and we'll get an update on the boss band will he will he survive i guarantee there will be a full recap of Nails' entrance. So we will see that again next week, the entire thing. 
You'll see. We'll see like the the whole end of the match to beat down the whole thing. Well, probably. And end of the match to to Nails's uh, entrance all the way through to when he leaves with the nightstick. That is a fair bet. I would uh, I would probably take that bet. I bet that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or you know it'd be a really cool swerve. Hmm. Um, they open the broadcast with the. Um, I guess they don't have a Tron, so it'd have to be a graphic of Boss Man with the dates and a 10-bell ring. <laughs> and be like, Nails unfortunately killed the Boss Man. <laughs> the angle is over. Yeah, that's it. That's- and we cut to a Law & Order type trial. <laughs> and the judges, well, it happened in a WWF event, so... Uh, He's free to go. He's he's fine. <laughs> Sorry we wasted your time, sir. <laughs> this saves lives because Pepper the dog would still be alive. Because <laughs> <laughs> the boss man would never be able to eat him or feed him to uh, Al Snow. No. Uh, that's it. We still need I keep on forgetting what our tagline out is. We, Sayonara, Undertaker. Sayonara, Undertaker. <laughs> That's our tagline out. Sorry, Nara Undertaker. There it is. Rest in hell. Rest in hell.